This is Higher Education, a podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions Group. Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions. I'm your host today, Gabrielle, and today I'm so excited to be joined today by Ashley Zimmerman, who's the National Account Manager, and Drew Cumbie. He's a recruiter at Catapult Solutions Group uh, with Perm Search. So just thank you so much to both for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. So you know what? Let's go ahead and start by uh, listing our titles and just what your role is within Catapult. So let's go ahead and start with Drew. Uh, so yeah, so hey guys, I'm Drew Cumbie, and I'm an IT recruiter for our Perm Search team here at Catapult. I recruit software engineers that create mobile and web applications. Wonderful. And Ashley? Yes, I'm an, a national account manager and also a senior recruiter here at Catapult Solutions Group. I focus primarily on professional services, which we consider um, things such as sales, HR, and uh, managerial level and above uh, positions. Wonderful. So it's going to be great uh, over the course of this conversation to hear both of your perspectives from two of your uh, respective buckets of work. So, you know, uh, with from a recruiter's perspective, you know, you always want to be looking out for a candidate's best interest, right? And that includes negotiating uh, when there's a need to negotiate. And, uh, you know, I'd like to ask, how can recruiters actually help candidates navigate negotiating during perm search to make sure that they're getting their needs met appropriately and they're not getting taken advantage of? Uh, Drew, could you start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think it's all about transparency. It's, uh, you know, it's it's so important to be transparent up front, you know, whether it's regarding compensation or any other caveats to the role so that I don't waste the candidates or my time. And so, you know, if there's anything that could be potentially a deal breaker, I always come forth and say, you know, just from the get go, look, this position's on site, something like that. Typically, I work remote roles, but I would want to bring that caveat forward um, just um, ahead of the game. So that way uh, we know exactly what the expectations are and that we don't waste anybody's time. And so with that, uh, we also um, ask about the top three factors that go into play uh, when a candidate is making a decision with two roles. So what I do is like a thought experiment. And so, um, you know, with that, I ask them, well, let, look, if you had two offers that are, say, remote um, and meet, you know, these needs, uh, uh, what would make you choose one role over the other? And so we're able to have these conversations and really get an idea of what gets a candidate out of bed in the morning. And so once we have that information through transparency, we're able to um, figure out, hey, is this a role a good fit for you and vice versa? Absolutely. Getting to the root of what drives you to go to work every day, what you enjoy and what you're looking for is very key. So I like that idea of a thought experiment. Ashley. Yeah, you know, like Drew said, um, transparency is one of the most important factors, um, you know, when it comes to being a recruiter, because in, um, you know, in my experience, each position, each type of industry that, you know, you're working in, the candidates that work in, in said industry, you know, their outlook on their work-life balance, or maybe they have children at home, or maybe they're, um, you know, just someone who's really, really money hungry. You have to really understand those things before you can effectively present them to a client, um, in my opinion. And one thing, um, you know, I, I work on a lot of like director level type positions. And um, with that, it sometimes comes with 
with, you know, families and benefits are very important. And understanding um, kind of what goes into a total compensation package can often mm-hmm. help us guide the candidates um, and our clients into which way, um, you know, the candidate may be leading uh, or leaning. Um, for example, um, you know, if one position offers really, really great benefits, it's remote and the salary is just okay. Um, the benefits might be the most important factor. So they may be willing to take um, a little bit of a salary cut in order to get good benefits for their family. Or if they don't have a family, they're going to want to see the higher salary. So it's really just understanding that and then being able to bring that to your clients. Say, hey, you know, if this is the person that you guys are wanting to hire, here's what their expectations are. Here's where they have some flexibility. And here's where it's a non-negotiable. And just being upfront about that information to save everyone the time and effort. And it's a lot less back and forth um, at the end of the process. Absolutely. And, you know, so the theme here is transparency between uh, Drew and uh, Ashley. And uh, that transparency can only be achieved through that communication and knowing the full benefits that are made available to them. And uh, that total compensation, understanding the total compensation package, as you were saying, Ashley, and that really provides that transparency that people will be looking for and saves time, as you were saying. Absolutely. And on top of that, I, I, you know, we're able to provide insight, internal insight. Hey, is this a, mm, is this a competitive yeah. offer? Um, and, yeah. and be able to compare that with other offers. You know, let's say we're hiring for the same client it's, and there's multiple roles. We're able to say, hey, this is the best offer I've ever seen. Or, hey, you know, maybe mm. we can do better. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have every incentive to look out for the candidate's best interest being in perm search um, and get them to where they need to be. So. Absolutely. You have that outside perspective that really helps that search. And, you know, in what ways can candidates determine that they're a right fit for the client and vice versa? Like you spoke a little bit to that. So it's just having that transparency. But are there any specific factors that go into that? Ashley, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, So I think that the biggest thing that we're seeing now um, is Um, a combination of a few things, right? Work-life balance, mental health awareness, and diversity and inclusion are probably the top three things that I would say make up a company's um, initial culture um, that they put, you know, out to the world. And that's something that um, I would say a lot of um, candidates ask first and foremost is, hey, is this a hybrid position? Is this on-site? Is this, you know, standard 40 hours? And something that, um, you know, may often be a deal breaker, or I'm actually hearing now um, that people are wanting to go back on site. They've been remote, you know, for two and a half years, and they're saying, I'm ready to get back and interact with people. And that really contributes, in my opinion, to a company's culture. Um, Among other things, obviously, you have to have the right policies and procedures in place to be a a functioning and, um, you know, positive work environment. But when it comes to people um, really, you know, understanding the full package and being the right fit for a company, it comes right from, you know, their interview process. Are they being clear and concise about the expectations? Are they taking a really long time to give you feedback? Are they, you know, telling you one thing and then their actions during the interview or the, you know, what they bring up during the interview um, is something different than, you know, what they told us. So it's really that like synergy and partnership Mm -hmm. um, that they put forth, not only to us as recruiters, but also to the candidates when we do get them um, into the interview process. Um, I think that is like kind of the first mark that tells a candidate if they're, you know, a good fit. And then... I always like to tell um, candidates, you know, hey, if, if you are a little bit unsure about um, if it's going to be the right fit for you, I encourage you to ask the interviewer, why do you enjoy working for this company? Mm. And then that way you have a first hand, 
you know, example or a firsthand success story, you know, from someone who's in a position that they are a decision maker. And a lot of times it'll help you see a different, you know, perspective, or it may change someone's mind in a positive or negative way. You know, we're open to both options, but um, you always want to make sure that um, you are asking questions that aren't just about the position specifically when you were interviewing. And I always encourage my candidates to do so because um, it's it's really um, reassuring to hear that feedback directly from someone who's in the middle of you know their career. Maybe they just got promoted or, or whatever the case may be. And just hear a little bit about their story to make sure that um, you know it's a good fit for you as an individual. Absolutely. Those are some great insights. And Drew? Uh, yeah. And to touch on that, you know, I think the theme of this conversation is really transparency. And so, you know, the candidate needs to be honest, right, and express their concerns, uh, ask questions, ask for clarification if they have any concerns with the role. And of course, we're always on top of that, like, hey, do you have any more questions for me? Are there any concerns at all? Um, and this goes uh, as far as client facing and candidate facing. They both need to to uh, be able to uh, mesh together and, and have some sort of symbiosis. And so with that, you know, our job is to make sure that not only are they a good culture fit, but also that their hard skill sets align with the company's needs. And, and once we get there through transparency, honesty, then we're able to have a very good idea of whether or not there will be success uh, with this placement. Um, to be honest, you know, if it's not a right fit, we'll just straight up talk about it. And if it's something that can be worked out, then we'll figure it out, communicate that with the client and vice versa. Um, and so it's all about that communication and transparency. Absolutely. And and that just really, that communication pathways, the transparency, uh, finding out what the work-life balance was, as you were saying, Ashley, diversity, inclusion policies, finding out that whole package really determines the work culture. Do I want to work there? And then, like Drew was saying, just ask questions and get clarification because you're the one that's going to be working there. And it's a two-way interview, right? <laughs> They're yeah. interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them. You want to be uh, happy in your position uh, to provide your best work. So those are some great actionable ways to do that. Well, you know, on that note, you know, I would like to know, do recruiters need to emphasize the importance? Uh, I know you've mentioned, we've mentioned uh, symbiosis a few times already in this podcast. There's some themes, there's like transparency, honesty, and symbiotic, symbiotic relationships. So, you know, do recruiters need to emphasize the importance of building symbiotic and uh, transparent relationships between candidates and clients? Uh, Ashley, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so something that I think, um, you know, our team here on um, the Perm Search team does a really, really great job of is that it's um, setting expectations from the first conversation, um, especially when um, we know that it is a candidate's market. And we know that, you know, there's a lot of recruiters calling a lot of candidates. So um, one thing that we always, um, you know, try to start off was saying is, hey, listen, like I'm here to be a partner to you. And I can only do that to the most effective way if if you're willing to, you know, it's got to be a two-way street, I guess, for lack of a better term, right? And we not only encourage that with our candidates, um, but we can also use, you know, that transparency and, and that, that relationship that we're building with our candidates as leverage, right? Because as they open up to us and as they share more information and insight with us as to what they're seeing in the market, it helps us become better recruiters. Mm -hmm. And something that I think, um, you know, has made a really big difference in the past, you know, six months or so um, is just letting them know, hey, 
if you keep me at the top of mind, um, whenever, you know, you're, you're getting feedback from other interviews or, you know, maybe you had an interview and it didn't go well, talking it out with me, because the more that you share with me, the better I can coach you, the better that I can, you know, maybe push our client along to move faster if that's what is needed for your job search or slow it down. If you're maybe um, gotten a little bit too over your head and you're a little bit overwhelmed and you take a couple of days between interviews, we have the ability and, you know, and the skill level to do that and the relationships with our clients to do that if it's necessary. And it goes, you know, the same way um, with clients. The reason that we have um, such a remarkable reputation um, within a lot of our longstanding clients is because we are um, forthcoming with information. And obviously, um, because they see it from a operational, like a, a corporate side, and we see it from a people side in a lot of um, instances. So being able to let them know, hey, here are your expectations. But from what my recruiters are seeing and what they're talking about with these people that you're trying to hire, they contradict each other. So we've got to meet halfway or we've got to make a change here in order for it to go better for both parties and for, you know, to cross the finish line for the candidates and get them what they want, but also so the client can stop having to interview people and they can get to work. <laughs> and Drew, what, what are your perspectives on this? Uh, my perception on it is, of course, you know, recruiters definitely need to emphasize the importance of uh, the symbiotic relationships uh, between candidates and clients. And Really, I think any relationship should be symbiotic um, because that's what, you know, literally everybody's winning. Everybody comes out on top. And so in the real world, you know, all relationships ideally should be symbiotic and transparent because it saves people time. And it's basically um, putting people in the right place where they need to be, whether you're the client uh, hiring candidates or you're the candidate working for a client. Um, so so with that, yes, it's, it's, it's extremely important. It's actually paramount. And uh, the recipe, uh, recipe for success in this case would uh, just to be transparent and, and symbiotic in any way that you can. Um, you know, we talk about symbiosis. There's also, you know, as far as relationships, there's also parasitic relationships. How long is that going to last? So at the end of the day, uh, that's actually key is, is, is symbiosis as well as transparency throughout this whole process. And I found that in today's market, we have, you know, recruiters, not at our company, but we have recruiters that go out there and they are not transparent. They don't talk about compensation up front. They don't talk about these things. And really at the end of the day, it's like, we're trying to do our job. We're trying to fill these roles. We're trying to find the right candidates that are qualified for, for our clients. And it, we need that. We need to be transparent because we need to be able to um, not only um, fill roles with in time constraints, but to also understand exactly what the needs of each candidate are mm -hmm. and the client uh, if the client wasn't, wasn't transparent with us, right, there's going to be some communication issues there. So anyways, any relationship that we have, it's, it's absolutely important to have both uh, transparency and symbiosis. And, you know, well, as a follow up to that, do you think that most recruiters put this into practice? And, you know, how if how does Catapult, uh, how are they standing out in this area? No, no, I don't believe that most recruiters are, are uh do that in this industry. And it almost gives recruiters a bad name because you see there's a lot of recruiters out there that will, for instance, automate their messaging and mm -hmm. they'll send literally thousands of messages to candidates they've never even read the profile for. And so it takes out the, uh, the, uh, the human interaction kind of uh, portion of it. And, it, and it, essentially it's like a law of averages for a lot of people. Whereas when I do my search, 
um, if I find a great candidate, I'm, I'm going to look all over their profiles. I'm going to do all the digging that I can, do my, my due diligence to make sure that they are qualified for this role before taking up their time, especially when you're working on higher level roles such as IT and a permanent business where, you know, perm placements, uh, you're asking these guys to literally change their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, to uh, potentially uh, relocate, right? Typically, mm -hmm. we do work on remote roles, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, it, it's, it's, it's extremely important to uh, be able to have those conversations. Absolutely. And Ashley, do you think that this is something most recruiters put into practice? Yeah, you know, it, it really depends. I would like to say, or, you know, I hope that people do, but, you know, based on, the, you know, just the um, you know, the things you see on LinkedIn, of course, and just being a recruiter, you know, like Drew said, unfortunately, um, a lot of times candidates will have one bad experience and it ruins their outlook on recruiters as a whole. And that's, I think, um, a big differentiator for Catapult um, and the recruiters and the salespeople that work at Catapult is um, we are extremely transparent with our expectations and we have no problem saying, hey, this is not the role for you instead of just saying, oh, like, let's just try and we'll, you know, maybe won't mention this or won't mention that to, in order to get an interview. But at the end of the day, we want to be presenting candidates that are going to get the job. So all we're doing is misleading and, um, you know, wasting people's time if we're not doing that from from the first, you know, initial point of contact. And like Drew said, you know, um, because, you know, automation and, and AI has become such a large portion of the recruiting market, um, you know, now it's, it's very hard to stand out. But I think that um, the way that Catapult trains their employees and the way, um, you know, the opportunities that we're given here, it allows us to be part of that, you know, um, standout group. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confident that the recruiters at Catapult um, use this as a best practice, but, um, you know, not so confident that it's a an industry-wide practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day we'll get there and maybe Catapult will be the pioneer for this change, you know? I sure hope so. Absolutely. And <laughs> no way, it's good for us because it's it, essentially when I get up every morning, I'm thinking, what are other recruiters doing? And I literally do the exact opposite and it's been working for me. And that's through being transparent and, and, and just laying it out. Uh, and with that building relationships, networking, getting to know the candidates that we're talking to um, a lot of recruiting firms are metrically driven where they're counting how many phone calls uh, a recruiters making. They have all these metrics that these guys have to meet. The only way for them to meet this is often through automation. We at Catapult do not have those metrics. It's not about how many calls you made that day. It's about how many relationships did you build? How many people did you meet? Like, like as in how many meetings did you set up and, and, and go there and physically meet with somebody and build a relationship? So with Catapult, it's not about metrics, about how many people you can get into the pipeline and all of that. It's really about just building that relationship with the candidate. So. Well, you know, Drew, that was a lovely thought. And you actually answered my next question for you because Catapult is famous for its transparency and building relationships. But, you know, I, I wanted to ask in other ways other than transparency, how does Catapult differentiate themselves from other recruiters? And I think you said it lovely, people first, right? You're building relationships with the people first. Absolutely. And, and not having that met. I mean, think about it. If you're at work every day and you have this metric you have to meet, you're going to make whatever calls you have to. And the personable 
uh, aspect of it uh, gets thrown out. And so, you know, with that, the other differentiators are that we have a large amount of human capital on our end. We have a lot of recruiters. We have a lot of account managers. Uh, and, and, and with that, we have talented recruiters that are diverse uh, as far as their experience. And also we work hard. We work hard and we play hard too. Um, and so with that though, our leaders are constantly uh, searching for tools to assist us with our search. When I first joined Catapult, I was surprised at the amount of resources that they provided for us. And I was like, what's the catch? Uh, and it turns out like we just want to we just want to be able to have all of the tools available to make us the most successful. And so our company is always going out of their way to figure out how can we make uh, their lives easier and to make them more effective. And with that, too, uh, another differentiator is that our company has a meeting every morning. Uh, we call it board and we literally go through every single candidate that's in play uh, within our Dallas office. And so with that. Uh, we are able to fully understand um, what people are working on, where there's a need. And we have so much synergy within our office um, that I've, I've, it's, it's like no other, um, the way we communicate here. And so the synergy is really huge. I'd love to hear it. And Ashley, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, one thing that really um, kind of surprised me, I, I've been with Catapult for five and a half years and I came here straight out of college. I had no experience, um, but the leadership team at Catapult consistently tries to push us out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is one of the greatest services that you can give to a young person or someone that has, you know, 15 years of experience. If you come into an environment where, you know, your COO, your CRO, your CEO is sitting you down and saying, hey, listen, I'm taking time out of my day. Let's talk about this. What what can you do this week that's going to make a positive impact in someone's life or that may get you, um, you know, to, to build a new relationship? And that goes, you know, to what Drew was saying about taking people out to lunch, meeting them in person, taking them, you know, our clients out for, for happy hour or something like that. You know, that's that extra step not only provides personal development and professional development for our recruiters and our sales associates, but also for the candidates that we're representing. Because if they have that positive experience with you, they're going to call you back the next time that they're on the job market. They may not remember someone else who doesn't take the time out of their day, you know, and there is just like such a prominent market right now on like the staffing in general um, that I think that is one of the most influential portions of joining Catapult is I was really, um, you know, surprised by the encouragement from leadership and from, you know, my colleagues, those who've been here, you know, as long as me or, or not as long as me, um, consistently holding people accountable and pushing them out of their comfort zone to make them a better person and their, and a better recruiter. Um, and, you know, that kind of sets us apart as, as well um, from other agencies. So, yeah. And on top of that, you know, it's not all about always meeting um, our business goals, like filling a placement. Yeah, it's great for us if we do that. But I've talked to several candidates where it's it turns out, hey, this role might not be a good fit. You know, they're transparent with me. I'm transparent with them. And early on, before they start the interview process, right, and waste their time, uh, we established, hey, this might not be a good fit. And that's not a problem. And you know what? Even if, if we don't place that person, we are still here to coach that candidate. Mm -hmm. We're still here to give them feedback on their resume and help them, even if it's not through our firm, because that's what networking is about. It's about helping others. And then eventually it comes back. And, and we find that to, to really contribute to our, our success as well. 
Well, that wraps up our conversation for today. Thank you so much for Drew and Ashley for uh, joining us today to talk about how recruiters can help candidates determine if they're right fit for their clients. And, you know, if you want to learn more about Catapult Solutions and check out all the awesome things that they're doing, go ahead and visit their website. I believe it's catapultsg.com. And go ahead and look for their podcast wherever it is you get your podcast at. So thank you so much, Drew and Ashley, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, guys.